0: You're listening to Never Face Data Loss Again by Cloud Ally, an open text company, providing secure backup and recovery from Microsoft 365, Salesforce, and more. Get helpful business tips from tech quizzes and security experts on how to keep your company's data secure and resilient.
1: Hello and welcome. Thought leader talks. Our thought leader for the month is Francis Pindar, a 17x Salesforce certified and one of the only nine people globally to be awarded a Salesforce MVP seven times. He holds over 13 years of experience in the Salesforce ecosystem and is also TOGA, F9, AWS and Pro- product management certified. Francis has channeled his extensive IT experience, 20 years as a dev, and his Salesforce experience, with 100 plus Salesforce implementations under his belt, in developing top-rated admin-to-architect courses. 100,000 students have been coached by him as they navigate through Salesforce admin and architect certifications. Francis also is the co-founder and director of London's Calling, Europe's largest community-led event for Salesforce professionals. Let's get his insights on prepping for the Salesforce admin certification and advice on your Salesforce career path. Um, Hi, Francis. Great to have you on board.
0: Yeah, no worries. Hiya. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Francis, um, start with your top-rated courses. So you've mentored almost, um, you have mentored 100,000 Salesforce admins. Yeah, yeah congratulations <laughs>
0: yeah, just did it a couple of weeks ago yeah so it's, it's good Great.
1: so can you zone in on five pointers that would give a budding salesforce admins that you would give to budding salesforce admins to prep and successfully crack the admin certification
0: yeah so i think um there's two parts i think i always think of it as rather than cracking the certification your goal is getting a job in the salesforce ecosystem so you've got to think of it at that point of view rather than that you're just getting a salesforce certification and if you're thinking it in that way then you can kind of really set yourself up for success for doing it so and and getting an admin certification is just one piece of it because also when you kind of go for your interview at a company or even a kind of a top-tier consultancy If you just got certified and you don't have much Salesforce experience, then they're going to know that because they've looked at your CV and they've got you in for an interview, not just for that, but because they want you to kind of grow in the role. So the questions they ask are going to be different and it might not be just this is, you know, the kind of technical knowledge of Salesforce. So it's kind of more around scenario based questions and what you do in different circumstances and how you if how you manage um different stakeholders or and how you communicate so um especially those top tier consultancies some of them don't even ask you any salesforce technical questions because they know you're just at the beginning of your career and actually the scenarios and how you think and how kind of really kind of understanding how the way you work is their priority so they know that you can kind of grow in the role because they know if they give you stuff you're going to learn it anyway um so I think you know that's key um and also being confident and understanding kind of the ecosystem uh, as well and, and yeah and understanding their kind of softer skills I suppose that's true
1: so yeah there is a greater emphasis on on soft skills so it's great that you see the long-term vision when mm. when prepping. Uh, oh. The
0: Salesforce admin service. yeah and then also if you, you know when you are actually for, if you are focusing on that admin certification then you know just do loads of mock exams you know really focus down. I think also a lot of people kind of go into trailhead and just get lost in it and you really got to go look at that exam guide for the admin certification and even like print it off and actually go through it ticking off each thing And making sure you kind of understand it. And if you don't, dive into Trailhead or dive into kind of like the courses I run that are really just focused on getting certified Um, and also knowing that kind of business best practice as well that really can help you out in an exam, sorry, in in an interview. Because if you can say, actually you know if one of the questions is around types of fields for example and you can say well yeah but don't use roll up summary field, or not sorry don't use multi-select pick list fields because this could impact this this and this then that makes you look really good in the interview so it's kind of like understanding kind of best practice as well and little tips and tricks so you can bring that into your interview to show that actually you know more than just the functional way functional um yes functionality of Salesforce you know the best practice as well
1: right practical pointers right
0: yeah exactly yeah, yeah.
1: so um, you know that leads up to our next question you know where uh, the Salesforce ecosystem does offer a plethora of career paths and what yeah. advice would you give to Salesforce admins and devs to zone in on a certification path but as you said towards a long-term Salesforce career
0: yeah so I think a lot of people kind of go with the masses, I suppose, and follow, you know, the route that everybody else has trodden, but they don't actually look at them and their kind of history and their previous experience because it's not just about salesforce experience it's about your industry experience it's about where you kind of come from as well and how you align that so you can kind of really maximize your chances of a job and your whole career so you know if you've worked in the finance world for example then or even if just a little bit then, you know, learn those finance apps on the platform. Or if you've come from a security resilience, you know, learn the backups, you know, options that you've got on the platform so that actually when you kind of get that role, it almost looks like your natural progression. It's a really natural progression into Salesforce. But also, yeah, it's kind of like understanding what is really in need in the the industry at the moment. So, you know, sales cloud, service cloud, you know, there's a lot of people that have gone that route, then actually going, well, actually, what are the must haves that companies are really after at the moment, you know, analytics, maybe the Tableau side of things, the kind of marketing cloud, that side that are really kind of in demand and actually heading that route more than the traditional sales and service um, cloud kind of route that everybody takes and also for me was because it's a passion for me as well is don't be afraid of the architect route because um, if you look at like the um, security and visibility certification in Salesforce if you actually look at it the majority is declarative security it's all kind of point and click security very much As the admin I even think of it as a lot of it is just kind of a security 101 I suppose that you kind of get from the admin and the app builder certifications and then the the rest of it is kind of the harder declarative uh, security which is just learnable it's still declarative and actually you you could pass that exam just by knowing the declarative uh, security part of it without knowing anything else and um And also, I always believe that, you know, as an admin, you are an architect, you know, you're making architectural decisions every time you create an object in Salesforce, because an architectural decision is something that is going to be hard or expensive to change in the future. So the moment you create an object in Salesforce... That could have flows on top of it, it could have reports, it could be integrations, you could have a backup solution, backupping it up, whatever it may be, all these kind of interlinked systems. And suddenly this is this object's quite hard to change. So having um, architectural knowledge um, as you progress through your career is I think really, really vital. And also when you think of your career, I always think of it as. You're kind of moving from this functional way of learning Salesforce. You know, you functionally know how Salesforce works. Then you kind of move in this into this kind of trusted advisor um, area where you, you know, the client or the company of working with trusts your advice. And when you say, hey, we think we should do this or we should do this solution, they actually trust you and they kind of go, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. And they trust you to implement it. And then you kind of move into this vital category, which a lot of companies don't want you to be because you're the single point of failure you are, you know? <laughs> you know. But people that are in this vital category, you know, can take all the holiday they want. They can, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The rules don't apply to them because they're vital for that business. And if they know, and the business knows that, and they want to make sure they keep them happy and everything else. Um, and once you're in this stage, you really, you know, the world's your oyster. And to become that both inside the company you're working for, but also outside. So finding your niche in the Salesforce ecosystem and really kind of going, hey, and it kind of goes back to your experience. You know, if you've come from that financial services kind of industry and you are a guru in marketing cloud, then really make that your niche, become really good in that. And then everybody in the world will want to hire you because you've got all that business best, best practice in that, that industry with that particular tool. And you they know they're going to get real value from employing you because you've done all the ba- best practice. You know how not to do it. Right. Uh, and therefore, they're going to pay you a lot more. And, you know, you're going to be yeah, have a lot more enjoyable career, I think.
1: Right. Yeah, you got everybody salivating at holidays.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And it's like, you know, when you're in that, you know, um, you know, you really can. And also for me, you know, I don't work full time because I've got, you know, I'm in that great position where I'm kind of in that category for certain companies. And they, yeah, they trust my every move, you know, every word. And they know that the value I give is massive for the company. And Mm -hmm. therefore, you know, you know, if you if they know that, you know, the decisions you make are going to save them millions or save them hundreds of thousands, then you've got to compare yourself with the value you're giving rather than, you know, just this salary that I'm getting kind of thing.
1: So use your domain experience and find your
0: niche. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. (laughs) And I think this is the way, you know, the, the world's going, I think as well. That's
1: true. So, uh, talking about data protection, with increasing breaches and ransomware malware, like um, uh, Sa- data protection, particularly SaaS data protection, has become a business priority. Well, what are the must-have data security controls that admins uh, should focus on setting up?
0: So, um, yes, yeah, so I kind of work in the um, regulated business kind of area within Salesforce, so it's kind of very much a kind of an important part of making sure the data is secure that you've got you know the controls in place uh, and there's a lot of little things in Salesforce that you can just switch on by accident that could expose you know your data um not you know not intentionally or um or you know but you know you need to be aware of them basically um so things like you know you've installed an app in Salesforce but you've allowed um all your users to Um, have the ability for that partner to log into the the org as them you know and that in itself you're kind of sharing the org's data with somebody else which could be a potential breach and also that partner could potentially change your data in your org and I think whenever I kind of think of data security uh, and security within Salesforce it's very much You know, there's the Salesforce responsibility of making sure the platform is secure and that, you know, there's no if there's incidents on their side of the fence, I suppose, that they can fix it and sort it all out, which is totally fine. But, you know, the majority of the incidents that you get are all inside the business, you know, and um, and one of the key things is like data corruption for me. So you've got an integration that goes a little bit wonky and just kind of updates a load of records that you weren't expecting or, um, or deletes or changes. And I kind of think of it in, in the kind of what is the risk when I kind of go through it? It's kind of, OK, for each of your objects in Salesforce, what would the impact be to the business if the records were viewed, created, updated or deleted? And based on those four scenarios, you can kind of work out, OK, where is the risk? each of these objects and then based on that you can put the appropriate controls for all your internal users to make sure that they don't they only have the, the permission they need to do their job and no more but also you've got those kind of backup solutions you've got those kind of scenarios in place that if something does go wrong you can kind of get back from it because if a user runs a mock and deletes a load of records or right. modifies a load of records in Salesforce and you go knocking to Salesforce going, help, you know, generally they're not going to really, you know, be that forthcoming. Yeah. And also, even if you do, there's going to be a delay in getting that data back anyway. So, you know, it's the timeliness of getting back to normal as well you need to be aware of.
1: That's true because it's critical for business continuity too. A long time yeah. And having
0: your system out, for even for some companies, even out for a couple of minutes, a couple of days, you know, a couple of hours or whatever could have a massive impact. And actually, the cost of that far outweighs the cost of, you know, a, a solution <laughs> to, you really know, yeah, the,
1: <laughs> mind, the peace of mind is crisis. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah. And then to be honest, you you know, I've been in that scenario before and you only realize when it happens to you how valuable it really is. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, when you know something goes amok, so but also yeah, don't think of it also as just you know data corruption. It's also people downloading data, people viewing data that they shouldn't, and sharing that with you know competitors or whatever, um, and trying to get you know some money out of it, for example.
1: So strictly on a need to know zero trust basis,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 also I think also a lot of people kind of forget that. Actually, you know, if you've got a full sandbox that's got production data in it or you might have a partial sandbox that has production data and actually you kind of relax the rules almost in the sandboxes, but it's still got production data in it. It still should have the same controls that you have in production. So, you know, just making sure you know, you're, you're aware of that as well.
1: And talking about Ohana, Ohana is one of the best parts of Salesforce. <laughs> Absolutely. For <a> newbie, <laughs> yeah, for a newbie to kind of, um, you know, find their foothold in it to start engaging and collaborating can be a bit daunting. So, what uh, advice, what tips would you give?
0: I think I always take, you know, whenever somebody's coming into the Salesforce world, it's like just immerse yourself in it. It could okay. be that you're just doing it from afar, you're just kind of jumping onto community group webinars and things like that so you're not kind of engaging one-on-one or in, in a community group but just start putting your toe in the water and getting to getting to know it and also i think part of my kind of training i do is around how do you build your confidence up how do you kind of communicate well uh, and one of those ways you can do it is through the inhana it's like um if you're fi- if you've got this niche and you've got this area well how do you tell somebody that that's what you do what's your pitch i suppose to people when you talk to them and engage with them but also um to build up your confidence you know you, you can engage with community groups and start going to community your local community group or if there's not one in your area look about starting one you know you don't even need to know much about salesforce to start a community group but if you know loads of people in the community that do know salesforce bring them along and that's one of the reasons why i started london's calling it's like i you know, it's impossible to know the whole of Salesforce platform. Just It's just too big now. Yeah. And, but if you can bring kind of gurus together and collaborate and learn from each other, then that's kind of priceless. Um, so, yeah, start, start small and then just kind of gradually grow. And if you're really confident and crazy, then, yeah, start your own group and really kind of go and, and really immerse yourself in it. And it's really valuable because making – those connections with those different people is just brilliant because you can literally like i know i've got a go-to person that is the guru of marketing cloud i'm not great on marketing cloud you know but i know this person is so if i get a project that is marketing cloud i know somebody who is guru and can point me in the right direction And just having somebody there that can go, oh, no, try this or go over here and here's the information, some great articles here or blog posts that they can ask your questions, then, you know, that's that's really great. And also just going to these community groups and events, it kind of gives you a bit of a shot in the arm (laughs) to kind of keep the, you know, excitement and the kind of adrenaline going and the kind of new stuff that's coming out and excitement going. So it kind of keeps you motivated as well. So making sure you've kind of got a good cadence for going to different events to kind of keep that motivation up. Because you know, if you're learning on your own, it's always a little bit of a struggle. But if there's a group of you that are kind of learning together or, 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 or working together, then it can really help you kind of progress your career a lot quicker than if you're doing it kind of on your own. So I always find that that really, really useful. And also if you want to really improve like your your presentation skills and things like that, talk to a local community group and say, hey, can I do a five minute feature? Like I'm going to just a, literally a five minute talk on a feature within Salesforce that you've learned or you know about. And literally, it's five minutes. So it doesn't matter. It's really low risk for you. If it goes terribly, it doesn't mean it's only five minutes. But if it goes well, you know, you've kind of built that little bit more confidence about standing in front of people and presenting kind of a, a feature and solution. And if you can do that in a small user group as well, or community group, you know, it's great as well, because it's kind of, again, low low risk, low low craziness, but it kind of keeps that, you know, building up that kind of softer skills as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, Ohana is uh, I, one of the key differentiators of Salesforce when compared to any other sales, uh, SaaS platform. So,
0: yeah. Totally, completely. I go, to, like, I go to other kind of SaaS provider conferences and stuff like that. And honestly, just nothing like the kind of collaborative helping nature that everybody within the Salesforce community they just want to help and want to support. And actually, I've been training some refugees in London recently, and we invited them all to to London's calling, and you know they just like wow, they couldn't believe just how helpful everybody else was and how they really wanted to support them and make them successful within within the community. So yeah, no, it was a, a wonderful community.
1: Yes, a very genuine uh, family, mm. so to speak. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So, uh, talking about uh, you know our uh, the current market landscape. Uh, so, the great resignation seems to be turning into the great layoff. And what is what yes. <laughs> on the, on the uh, Salesforce job market landscape?
0: Yeah. So, I think. Yeah, I think it always kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like if you're functional, you're kind of in this area where it's anybody can do a functional job. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of like, you're always kind of looking over your shoulder when you go on holiday or whatever. It's like, I'm just an admin. I, you know, anybody can do it, can't they? Um, and so if you really start shifting that needle across and becoming more known in, in the inside your company or outside of your company on the Internet of being really good at this, this technology or this piece within in the company, or piece of platform, then it's you, you're going to add value and therefore harder to, to lean, basically, or got to get laid off. Um, and also, people are just going to go head more for you because you've got more of that profile. You've got more of that kind of business understanding. But also, I think I get a lot of emails, hundreds of emails from like consultancies and stuff all over the world saying, we've got admins and developers for hire come to us, we can do it at this price or, or whatever. And like everybody, I, literally everybody does the same thing. yeah. And you're, you're only competing on price. You, it's just straight to the bottom, basically, whenever you're kind of doing that. But if you're actually going, we focus on this piece of technology in this industry um, and you're, that is your niche and that's what you're really good at, then people are going to come to you. Yeah. And therefore, and it's the same as an individual, you know, people are going to come to you for your expertise and knowledge. And so therefore, the kind of the great layoff, the great, you know, yeah. migration and stuff like that doesn't really yeah. apply to you at all, you know, because um, you're kind of, you're, you're, yeah, you're kind of protecting yourself from it just by, you know, understanding that, so you know, more than just the functional capabilities of the platform. You know, how to get the best out of it and really maximise the value of the Salesforce platform for the company or the kind of consultancy you're working for.
1: You really bring value to the table.
0: Yeah, and that's it. If, if you bring value to the table, then you're safe. You know, it doesn't really apply to you. So. Really?
1: Thank you, Francis. Um, great insights from you. And um, um, the, I, I will add a link to your uh, to your website and to your blog and people can reach out. Yeah, to absolutely. You. And
0: also, if you head to admin to architect, oh, sorry, admin to architect.com slash challenge, there's actually a career challenge that I have. It's free to sign up. And it basically just goes through some of the kind of the values, your kind of strengths and weaknesses and try and identify what they are where you can find your niche, basically, uh, and your career path through Salesforce. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So thanks okay. for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks for those helpful insights, Francis. Click on the playlist, or watch the next video for pointers from other thought leaders.
0: You are listening to Never Face Data Loss Again by Cloud Ally.